We're holding in the nine days. Now, besides for our for ourselves, to focus on how we connect to the nine days. Obviously, the restrictions are restrictions. But they're meant to prepare us for the feeling we're meant to have about Khurban. They're meant to prepare us for a sense of Avelis. So before we discuss the level of Avelis we hopefully are meant to be feeling, in the Chinuch the question is, what's the right way to mechanich children for Avelis? If it's hard for us to feel a connection to Yishalayim, to the Khurban, to the Beis HaMikdash, so it'll be equally hard, if not harder, for one's children to feel like that. So what do you mean? Besides for the halachas, I'm not cleaning, wearing clean clothes, I'm not eating meat, not listening to music. What else can become part of our chinuch for Khurban, for the nine days, and even for Tisha B'av? That's a practical question. If one wants to ask a maybe more lamdisha question, we've mentioned many times that you said that chinuch isn't to get the child to do something now as a child. Chinuch is to prepare the child that when he's an adult, he'll do what he's meant to do as an adult. And therefore, chinuch is always with a view to how this going to influence the child when he becomes an adult. What's he going to do then? Just halacha uh, as an example of this. And that is, when the Tisha B'Av like this year falls on the Matzah Shabbos, so we adults don't say Avdallah. We'll say Avdallah after the fast on Sunday night. If a person's a khayla, they're sick and they need to eat, so the halacha is they're going to have to make Avdallah on Tisha B'Av before they eat. What about children who are eating on Tisha B'Av? Should they maybe be making Avdallah before they eat? The poiskim say no. Because the khiv of a child is to be trained to what he's going to do as an adult. And as an adult, he's going to fast into Shabbat. So there's no reason for him to make Avdallah now as a child because that's not what he's going to be doing when he becomes an adult. And if that's the principle, then we come to the Shaila. And that is, we're hoping that by the time this child grows up, they won't be Tisha B'Av anymore. We hope by the time this child grows up, the best, the, the best of English will already be rebuilt. And if that's the case, why do we have a chiyuv to train them as a child for a reality which we hope you'll never have to experience as an adult? Those are the questions. So I want to begin with the Hakdama. And that is, when it comes to mourning, when it comes to remembering the Khurban, there are different aspects which we focus on. The one aspect we focus on is what we lost. What the Beis HaMikdash was, what Jewish life was like when there was a Beis HaMikdash, how much better our Avodah Hashem was, where we were holding on the Ruchni level. 
what it must have been like to bring Bikurim or the Korban Pesach or the Avedis Yom Kippur. That's one element. We focus on the Korban. On what Klai Yisrael suffered. On the burning of the Beis HaMikdash. On the death of hundreds and thousands, if not millions of martyrs of the, of the famine, of the cruelty, of the torture, of all the other sorrows that Klai Yisrael have been through. And that's also discussed both in Eichah and in the Kinnis. It's a place for both. The reason to focus on the suffering, to focus on the punishments that were meted out to us, to focus on the starvation, is because just like the number of parishes of Techocha in the Torah, where Hashem warns us what's going to happen to us if we disobey the Torah. And we meant to listen to those warnings. If the Torah spends many, many psukim, many, many psukim, in a number of places, detailing in gory detail, one punishment after the next, of what's going to happen to the Jewish people when we don't listen to the Torah, it's there for us to listen to. It's meant to be the warning. It's meant to be what's going to create a Yerasa'inish. That's meant to be a deterrent. And if we didn't listen to the warning, then it came to be in all its horrible detail. The door of the Khurban and many dares since the Khurban They lived through those punishments. They felt it on their bodies. The Torah promised, if we don't keep the Torah, that's what's going to be. And it came to be. And therefore, for us to focus on Tisha B'Av, if we didn't, if we're not going to take the warning from the prediction of what's going to happen, we meant to learn a lesson from what did happen. And we meant to see in all the Tzara's clients will suffered, like the Pasuk, like the Navi says, This is sin and this is its result. Because if we learn from seeing the punishment, this is the result of Avera, then hopefully it will bring us to that same point of Yerasa Einish. So yes, as gory as it is, as painful as it is, as repulsive as it is, to think about what Klai Yisrael suffered, the terrible, terrible persecutions which were wreaked on us, it's not for nothing that that's brought in Yirmiyahu and the Navi. It's brought in Eichen, it's brought in the Kinnis. Hopefully, that will bring us to the level of Yeras Einish, which will prevent us from doing a virus. If the warning isn't good enough, then let's learn from the actual facts. So there's a mockum for that too.
That's for us as adults. Hopefully, if you learn the lesson from that, then we won't repeat the same mistakes. And we won't need it to happen again. Because otherwise, Jewish history is just a sad cycle, repeating the same faults and being punished again and again and again. So there's a mockery for that. But the question is, what's the chinuch? And yes, it's brought in the post game, it's brought in the Mishnah Bura, that a person should share the story of the Khurban with his children, because it's Mishabir Liba Shaltinak, that there is a certain element of sharing some of what happened at the Khurban with the child, it brings them to Yerushimaim too, Yerushimaim they also hearing of punishment has an effect on anybody. But having said that, this is what I wanted to talk about. And that is, there's a certain makam where it's right to share what happened to the Jewish people. There's a certain makam where it's not advisable. And what's the reason for that? Because children... His minds work much more with their imagination and less with logic and reality. Children are always play, so to speak, fantasizing things, acting their out, make believe it happened. That's normal. A child's mind works much more with the koyach of a dimyan, of the make believe, of the fantasy, of what they kind of imagine is happening. Would like or in the game we imagine is happening. Whereas an adult's mind is much likely to be factual, logical. And this is the danger. As an adult, we can hear about source. But we can disassociate. It happened then, it's not happening right now. Just because it happened to them doesn't mean it's going to happen to us. It can happen. That's why we're being warned. If we listen to the Torah, it won't happen. But we don't necessarily put two and two together in the sense that once you've heard of a punishment, a person experiences it as if it was happening to him. We can be aware of it. We can be shocked by it. Frightened of it. And therefore take the necessary steps not to do that very which will bring it to happen but it doesn't mean we actually imagine ourselves living through it when the Torah warns us in the that because of the tremendous hunger you're going to eat your children and the Navi tells us in Eicha that people did that So yes, it's the most extreme form of torture through starvation. The absolute limits of, so to speak, a person would go to to survive in the most terrible circumstances. And yes, we're meant to be shocked by such a possibility. But to the extent that we're meant to therefore not do that, there is a spring to it. But that doesn't mean we lie up at night 
being afraid of what's going to happen to us tomorrow. Whereas children have a more active imagination. And they hear such an idea of parents eating their children. Those children won't sleep the next night. They're going to conjure in their mind the horrible idea of being eaten by their parents. There's no mitzvah to terrorize one's children. To traumatize them. It's true the Torah warns it. But it's meant to be for us something which, because of the warning, we don't want it to happen to us. We think about the tortures of the Holocaust. It's something we definitely don't want to go through. We don't want to know about. We, we hear about it in the tense, in the idea of these things can happen if Hashem wants to punish us. But that's not a given. And if it's going to bring about the necessary years of Oynesh, if we're afraid of such a thing happening, we therefore we're not going to do our various, then that's its effect. But to go through the experience, either it's happening to me and happening to me right now. And a person is not meant to apply his imagination, how would I feel in that situation? Imagine that's what's happening to me at the moment. The only to add is that it's to terrorize someone. Yes, children read a scary book, they can't sleep at night, they think it will happen to them. They hear about a tragedy somewhere, they're too, they're too frightened to act normally. They think it's going to happen to them too. That's the result of the demon. It puts together information in their fantasy of it happening to them. And yes, too much elaboration on Khurban, on suffering, on punishment for a child is going to traumatize them. They're going to see in their imagination happening to them. There's a welcome to talk about Saras in the sense that to some extent, as much as a child is able to understand, will bring to Yeras Shemayim. You bring to Yeras Chait. And there's a punishment if you don't listen to Hashem. But to go to all the details, which will then make the child think of it as a reality which he can focus on or be scared of, I think that's productive. No one wants their children to be awake at night thinking that they're going to get eaten by their parents. But let's go back to the other point. That's only one aspect of the Khurban. There's a second aspect too. And that is mourning what we lost. We remember what we had when there was a Baisamikdash, what we had when we had the Jewish people all together. We don't have that now. This is the area a person can share with their children. This is something which even their natural imagination can be useful. Imagine what it was like to be part of Klai Yisrael in the heyday of Klai Yisrael's glory. Imagine what it was like to be a part of the experience of being Oyed Imagine what it was like to bring Bikurim. 
Imagine what it was like to see the base of Mikdash when the Simchas Pesach Sheva. Imagine what it was like when there were no going to disturb us and everybody was keeping the Torah and Mrs. properly. Yes. If a person is living more with their imagination than their reality, then that's something they're going to connect to. And in their, in their fantasy, they'll imagine themselves living in that world. And that's something which is positive. We want to reconnect to the Vesa Mikdash. We want to re-experience that Kirvas Hashem. To participate in Navoida. And the more real it is to us, the more it can create a Tzipi issue. A longing for redemption. Focusing on suffering doesn't create a longing for redemption. It's not meant to. It's meant to create a fear of sin. But imagining the Geula, imagining what's meant to be, and what we don't have now, that can create the yearning, that can create the tzipir, the longing for it to come back again. And that by all means you meant to share with our children. Let them also know that there's a much better stage coming. Let them also be aware of the fact that Clarice Roll is meant to be in a place very different from where it is. And we're going to get there. And we can imagine ourselves there. And we can imagine what it must have been like when we were there once before. And this time it's going to be even better. And therefore, if the focus isn't just on the awareness of suffering, the focus is also on what we don't have right now, but we're going to get back. The more it can become real to us, the more something we can dream about and connect to and imagine, then it's something which becomes part of the tzipir, part of the longing. Like we asked before, it's not like if, if before this child grows up, Mashiach will come. They're going to be, the chinuch was unnecessary. On the contrary, on the contrary, the more anticipation that we can build now for the Geula, for the Beis HaMikdash, for the restoration of Klai Yisrael, so we hope Mashiach will come before this child grows up, but those midas will only help to enhance the experience. Those mirrors will only help to make one look more forward to and appreciate more the Gorda when it comes. So yes, there is a welcome to talk about destruction. Like I said, with caution. As much as the child is able to listen to. As much as it isn't going to affect them. What's much more important to talk about is a sense of loss of what we don't have. And to build the imagination of what it must have been like. And the longing for it to come back again. Because that's something which Dafka, a child, can relate to even more easily than an adult. Imagine what it was like. Imagine what's going to be. And that vision which is painted in their mind's eye, that concept which they can fantasize about, and look forward to will only add and strengthen the superior issue the longing for the good